0: Well, hello everyone, and uh, welcome to the third preach in our Advent season called A Child is Born. Now, we've had two fantastic preachers over the last couple of weeks, and I'm bringing the third one of this series, and this one is Prince of Peace. Let me just remind you of the verse of Scripture that we're basing this series on at this Christmas time. And it's taken from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9 and verse 6. And you can read verse 7 if you want, but this is uh, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we're not necessarily doing those names in order, We've already done Wonderful Counselor, Sarah brought that, fantastic. And last week we had Everlasting Father, and Miriam brought that, and that was great as well. So I'm doing the next two weeks, Prince of Peace, and we're ending on Mighty God. That's going to be a fantastic day as well. Got a great celebration on on that day, on the 20th of December. So let's look at Prince of Peace. I might be taking my glasses on and off, but uh, don't let that distract you. Um, These names that we are looking at, they are not literal names given to Jesus the Messiah. They are aspects of his character. They describe what he is like, aspects of his character. Uh, They describe what he's come to do and who he is. And so let's look at Prince of Peace because everyone wants peace, don't they? Everyone wants peace. When you see the, the beauty pageants, well, years ago, I used to, I don't know if there are many of them around now, and they used to interview the, the uh, young ladies afterwards and they'd say, what would, you, what would you like to see? And they'd all say, world peace. Everybody wants world peace. If you ask people, do you want peace? Of course people want peace. Everybody wants peace. But we've been living in a year this year 2020 when there's been a lot of stress a lot of distress a lot of anxiety a lot of worry not a lot of peace around in people's lives you know but real peace is peace even in difficult times real peace is not the absence of difficulties real peace is not the absence of trouble or worries it's having a calmness and a peace, even in the difficult times. And I want to look at just two things, two points I've got. The first one is the world's peace, the world's peace. The Messiah, the Prince of Peace, he was announced by angels. They brought a message of peace. Luke 2 and verse 13. It says that when they came to the shepherds, suddenly there was a great company of heavenly hosts appearing with the angel. And they were saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, on whom his favor rests. Peace. They brought a message of peace. The prophets predicted it. The angels announced it. And what did Jesus actually say about it? I want to look at that right now. John 14 and verse 27. These are the words of Jesus. He said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. He said, This is my peace, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled. And don't be afraid. So even in the midst of trouble, don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. That is the message right now. It's the message every Christmas. But it's a message that we really need to hear this year. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of fear, Jesus said, I give you peace. It's a gift to you. It's not as the world gives. So, what is the world's peace? What's so different about the Messiah's peace, Christ's peace, the Prince of peace, and the world's peace? I don't know about you, but I'm at peace when everything's going well. Uh, You know, probably no different to you. I'm at peace when everything is going well. Job's okay, your finances are all right, your family is okay, your health is pretty good, no problems, no stress. Ah, we call that peace, don't we? We can't call that contentment. we are at peace. If two countries are not fighting each other, we call that peace. You see, this is the world's peace. This is the mind's peace. This is how we have. Peace in the world, if everything is calm, everything is okay. You know, one moment, everything may seem so pleasant, everything may seem so great, everything may seem as if it's calm, but then the next minute, it's all, it's all going wrong. You know, what sort of peace is that? It's a fragile peace. It's a temporal peace. It's an earthly peace. You see, peace by the world's standards means everything needs to be calm. Everything needs to be okay. No disturbances, no inconveniences. It's not just the absence of those things. Real peace. Real peace is an inner contentment, even when there's difficult times. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus said. So the world's peace is temporal. The world's peace is earthy. But sometimes you can, you can negotiate this peace. You know, peace has been negotiated over the years. But it means a compromise. When you negotiate peace, there has to be a compromise with the people you're negotiating with. To negotiate peace, you usually have to give up your freedoms. You have to give up your, your rights. Who are you giving up your rights to? If your peace is just a worldly peace, who have you negotiated away some of your freedoms, some of your rights? What have you done? What have you said? Who have you compromised with to give you a sort of peace? If it's that type of peace, if it's not Christ's peace, it's the world's peace. It's a temporal peace. It's an earthly peace. This is not the peace that Christ came to give us. He said, I do not give you the same peace as the world gives you. But you can also buy peace, believe it or not. You can buy peace. It's a dangerous thing to buy peace. People can pay ransoms for peace. People can pay protection money for peace. People can pay terrorists in some way just to have some peace. That is peace, but it takes an awful lot of payment. It takes an awful lot of your freedoms. This is not a negotiated one. This is something that people actually give money for, pay ransoms for. Back in the the 17th century, the fourth president of the United States of America. There's a quiz question for you. Now, I know my, my daughters will know that instantly. The fourth president because they love the musical Hamilton and they know all their presidents the fourth president was James Madison and he put on record that he would not negotiate with with terrorists he they were people terrorizing the united states and taking um, u.s citizens as captives and hostages and holding them for ransom and they were attacking the united states at that time and this is what he said James Madison, he said, the United States, while they wish for war with no nation, will buy peace from none. He was not prepared to pay for peace. Because as soon as you start paying people for peace, they will always come back for more. They will keep taking. You see, when you negotiate peace, when you pay pay for peace, it's It's a dangerous territory to get in. You lose a lot of who you are. You lose a lot of your rights, your freedoms. And those people will always keep coming back for more, for more. And it gives you a a false sense of security. This is a false peace. As valuable as peace is, it's not surprising, is it, to find that sometimes it's counterfeited. Empty promises... We hear a lot of empty promises, a lot. People manipulating others with, with offers of peace and promises of peace. Men and women speak in deceitful words of peace while planning something else secretly. False teachers, false prophets, false leaders. You can be... In immediate danger, you can be in imminent danger and be so relaxed and content thinking that you're okay, believing that you're okay, because this false sense of peace. Do not let the world or anyone in the world or anyone around you give you a false sense of peace, that you don't need any other peace. You can have the world's peace, and it'll be fine. You're fine with the world's peace. You're not. It's a dangerous place to be in. You give away a lot of your freedoms, your rights, your spiritual rights, things inside you. Who are you paying off? Who are you giving into for your peace? You know, a hypocrite is someone who is living in a falsehood, portraying everything is okay when everything is not. Don't be that hypocrite. Don't be living in a false peace that only the world can give. There's a lovely cor- uh, a carol isn't it that we sing at this time of year, Silent Night. I love it. But real peace is more than just a silent night. Real peace is actually sleeping in heavenly peace. The carol goes on to say, Silent night, holy night, yes. Silent night is a nice, peaceful night, but that Is not real peace. The real peace is the heavenly peace that the carol goes on to talk about. And then secondly, okay, we've seen what the world's peace is. What is Christ's peace? What is the Messiah's peace? What is the Prince of Peace? What is His peace? Let's look at those words again of Jesus in John 14 and verse 27. He said, I am leaving you with a gift First of all, it's a gift. It's a gift of peace of mind and heart. Mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. First of all, it's a gift that he's given us. Secondly, we're going to look at in this point a peace of mind and heart. We didn't earn this peace We have done nothing to gain this peace. In fact, we've done everything for the Lord, for the Messiah, for God not to give us peace because we've turned our backs on him. We've walked away from him. But it's freely given to everyone who wants to receive it. Christ was about to die. He was about to go to the cross, to be sacrificed. And he makes this final, last will, and statement to his disciples. The legacy that he is going to leave, he said, I am giving you peace. Take it. It's my gift to you. I'm leaving you peace. Not a peace that the world can give you. And we've looked at that. It's not that peace. This is my peace. It's a peace of heart. It's a peace of mind. A free gift to us. Not negotiated by us. Remember, I talked about the world's peace can be negotiated. This peace wasn't negotiated by us. This peace was negotiated by God himself. God did all the negotiating on your behalf. You see, there were demands on this peace. This peace might come freely to you and me, but it took great demands from God. He negotiated. There were, there were legal conditions, there were spiritual conditions upon this peace. It required sacrifice, it required blood. These were settled by God once and for all. He did the negotiating for you, He did the negotiating for me so that we can have this peace. This peace was not paid for by us. We've seen how peace can be paid for. But this peace was not paid for by us. It was paid for by God himself. By giving us Jesus. Part of himself, part of the Godhead we heard last last week. Everlasting Father. He gave of himself. Christ paid the debt. He paid the ransom so that we didn't have to. Because it's a dangerous position if we start having to pay things. But he said, I will pay it. Once and for all, it was paid at a great price. You see, 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20 says, You were bought with a high price. Because Christ's peace is truth. Don't look for peace in the world. Don't look for peace anywhere else. Because that peace is temporal, it's earthy. Christ's peace comes at a great price to Him. You see, the world's peace is just a quick fix. I say quick fix. It's for time. It can last a long time. But time is temporal. It comes to an end. You see, the price that Christ paid for, the peace that he gives us, is for eternity. It's an eternal peace. What is this peace? Christ's peace is this. He is the one who has made peace between God and mankind. God and us. This eternal peace between God and man. That's real peace. It's the most important peace. He came with a better offer than the world. He came with a better gift than the world. He came with God's peace. Peace under all circumstances. Peace in all fear. Peace in all difficulties, in all troubles. It's a different quality peace. It's a steady and stable peace. It's not tied to people. It's not tied to this world. It's eternal. It's supernatural. It's spiritual. This is the peace that Christ brings. He said, it's not like the world. Why? Because he is the Prince of Peace. His very character is peace. He is the essence of peace. It's anchored in him, in the heavenly realm. It's an inner peace. Not a temporary thing, nor an earthly thing, but an eternal thing. You see, Christ left two gifts. He left the gift of peace and he left the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit dilutes all fear. The Holy Spirit administers Christ's peace. I love that. You see, the, the Holy Spirit in us reminds us of Christ and talks about Christ and promotes Christ's. So the Holy Spirit will administer this peace within you and me. Just a few more thoughts. John 14 and verse 27, Jesus said these words, didn't he? I'm leaving you with a gift of peace. He said, my peace. What is his peace? His peace is is a peace of mind and a peace of heart. This is the word shalom. It's the Hebrew word, shalom. What does it mean? It means peace of mind and peace of heart. It's a wholeness. The world only gives peace of mind. We can be temporal in our peace because our mind is at ease. But the peace that Christ gives, the Prince of Peace, is a peace of mind, yes. He will settle your mind, but he will settle your heart, your eternal spirit inside you. Your soul will be at peace It's a wholeness, a shalom. It's a completeness, a tranquility. If you meet any Israelite, if you go to Israel, we've been to Israel, Karen and I, and when they greet you or when they say goodbye to you, they will say shalom. It means, it literally means, may you be full of well-being. It literally means, may health and prosperity be upon you. It literally means wholeness to you. It's a wholeness. It's a completeness. That is the shalom, the peace of Christ, the Prince of Peace. Ah, oh, Thank you, Lord. It's a deep shalom peace, a peace of mind and a peace of heart. It's a peace that passes all understanding, not just of the mind, but of a wholeness. Philippians 4 and verse 6 and 7, ending with these verses. Paul writing to the church in Philippi, and he said these words, talking about the Prince of Peace, talking about his peace. He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This peace that Christ gives us surpasses all other peace. It's better than the world will ever give. It doesn't mean that it's therefore impossible. It doesn't mean that we haven't got an ability to understand it or explain it. It just means that it has to be experienced. It has to be experienced. It surpasses all understanding. And that doesn't just mean that if you don't know Jesus Christ, you don't understand this peace. I tell you what, I've known in many years, many godly people have this peace, but they can't, ex- they can't explain it. It surpasses all our understanding. The Bible talks about our salvation and this peace that we've got, that even angels desire to look into it. It surpasses everything. He gave us everything. He gave his all so that we could have peace. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. You can have this gift of peace. Even at this Christmas, we talk about this every year, but this year, more than any other year, we need peace. We need peace of mind and we need peace of heart. Jesus Christ Can give you that peace why because he's the prince of peace i want to pray right now and if you don't know jesus christ as your lord as your savior then i'm going to ask you do you want this peace not just to make your mind happy just a a contentment but a wholeness this shalom peace a wholeness of mind and spirit for eternity even in the midst of trouble you can be at peace let's pray if you want that peace right now then you repeat these words after me dear lord jesus i thank you that you are the prince of peace please come into my life i want the peace that you bring i repent of my sin right now i come to you my savior and my lord Come into my life i want this everlasting peace amen you know if you've prayed that prayer then please just drop a message in the comments or or send an email to community at uk. just let someone know and someone will perhaps contact you and pray with you or send you uh, perhaps some literature or you could have a, have a I was gonna say have a coffee with someone i don't even know if we can anymore can we maybe i don't know but don't just be on your own there are people here who want to help you people who want to walk with you people who want to support you because jesus christ is the prince of peace and he's my friend he can be your friend too don't forget have a great week book in if you haven't already for next sunday next sunday is going to be fantastic We are really looking forward to um, our, our Christmas service day. We're having two services. You've heard about that already. So book in for that. But go and have a great week. And remember, Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace.